0: Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: Welcome in to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, James Erpine on Twitter, at Locked On Bengals at James Erpine Right now, LockedOnBengals.com, there is a lot, including why the Bengals, well, they were right to trade back to 21, what it does for their draft board, and so much more, including each and every podcast, LockedOnBengals.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Honestly, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Locked On Bengals podcast. And uh, a lot on today's show, including I think I know who the Bengals are going to draft in round one. And I'm going to tell you on today's podcast. Plus, Vontez Perfect. And more. Uh, we we've talked a lot about Eric Reed, but I, I do want to promo tomorrow's show. We're gonna have a special Saturday podcast with Joe Goodberry. He's gonna join me. We're gonna discuss all things Bengals. We'll discuss Eric Reed. We'll discuss the draft, and uh, a lot, a lot more. But but I have to start naturally with Vontez perfect Heck, we're gonna mention Des Bryant in the show too. Um, Vontez the his suspension upheld. It sucks. It was expected. He's out for the first four games. He hasn't com- played in 16 games in a season since 2013. And that was, I'm going to use that as argument one, number one, number two, number three on why Tyler Eifert, it was the right move to keep him around. Sometimes your value outweighs the negative. I think Vontez perfect as crappy as it is for him to be out for four games, when he's on the field, his value, he's so important to that defense. He's so important to this team and this team's success. And, yeah, you hate it. I hate it. I hate when he's injured. I hate when he's suspended. I hate when he does stupid hits. I hate when he was twisting ankles years ago. I hate all of it. But for the time being, I think he's worth it. that That's, for the time being, means this year. As of now, as of Friday the 13th, April 13th right now, 2018. Now, with that being said, I, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Hopefully, this is the last time we have to talk about a Vontez Perfect suspension. All right, so let, let's get to the the news of the day in the NFL. In the news of the day in the NFL's Dez Bryant He's now a free agent, released by the Cowboys. They didn't offer him a pay cut. They just decided to move on. And just a a reminder, uh, and actually I probably have never said this on this podcast, but in the 2010 draft, I believe it was 2010, yeah, the 2010 draft, the Bengals selected Jermaine Gresham. And I'm not saying this because, you know, I, I thought that, It was a bad pick. I thought it was a bad pick. I'm not saying it because it really didn't work out to the extent that the Bengals wanted it to work out, but it was a bad pick. I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that they drafted Jermaine Gresham, 21st overall. It was just instantly, I was like, eh, I don't think he's that type of dude. And I could have been wrong. And, you know, I was hoping I was wrong and I wasn't wrong. And I'm looking and the guy I wanted there was Des Bryant. And you got to think back to. That year. That year was the year that they were desperate for a wide receiver. Lavernius Coles had failed the experiment, et cetera, et cetera. Des Bryant's the guy that I wanted, and he went to Dallas three picks later. Demarius Thomas, by the way, went to Denver the very next pick. So two wide receivers that the Bengals could have used Then I've always said that because I thought it was a deep, tight end draft. It was. And that's why when you hear me say, like, oh, it's deep at this position, why not go after this position early? That's wise, because if you can get value later in the draft, that's the key. That's the key to building a team. The Bengals were really good at that last year. Hopefully they can do that again since they have eleven picks in this year's draft. But Des Bryant gets released by the Cowboys today. And instantly I, I get asked, should the Bengals have interest? And that's it's an interesting question, and it's something that yeah, sure. I would love for them to call Des Bryant. I would love for Des Bryant to be a Bengal next season. I would. But That's with some context. Am I willing to break the bank for Des Bryant? No. Am I willing to give him four years with a decent amount of money guaranteed? No. But if you're talking about a, a deal, a risk on a player that has shown he's capable, has probably lost a half a step, has battled some injuries, was dealing with a young quarterback coming in here and being the two instead of the one, being the two next to A.J. Green, I can discuss that. I can get on board with that. A team that struggled in the red zone, a big-bodied receiver like Dez Bryant who can get up for it, I can get on board with that. So the football player, the football aspect from Dez, I would like. How much does it cost? Is it going to cost a lot? How many years does he want? What kind of guaranteed money? Is it going to keep them from doing what they want to with other free agents? That's the, the thing here. That's the bottom line. I mean, does that mean they move on from Brandon LaFell? I'd be on board with that. Is that the case? Or do they say, nah, that's not it. What we're going to do is move on from Cody Core? I don't, I, I don't know. I think it would be LaFell, though. I think that would be the guy you'd move on from. Here's what I do know realistically. I don't think it happens. The the reason I'm talking about this is because naturally as a fan, you you see a, a name out there that you know, and you wonder if he could fit with the Bengals. Here's why I don't think it happens. Brandon LaFell has built up equity with that coaching staff. They like Brandon LaFell a lot. And even though there's a new wide receivers coach in town, my guess is the Bengals value Brandon LaFell's veteran leadership His championship pedigree won a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. They value that enough, especially in a room with John Ross, with Josh Malone, with Tyler Boyd, and with Cody Core, assuming Cody Core makes the team. Those guys in a room there with those guys in an alpha like A.J. Green, Brandon LaFell's like a nice bridge. He's a role player. He's been there. He's been a leading receiver type player, a 1A type receiver. At the same time, he's also, not that he was ever destined to be a 1, but when he was with New England, he had like a 900-yard receiving season. He's been there, done that. And the Bengals value that. Can Dez give you that? Is Dez that type of temperament? The answer is probably no. So I'm willing to ignore the temperament for elite talents. For players, and maybe Des comes back and has a big year, big couple years. But we're talking about year nine of Des Bryant now. Year eight, year nine, like the, the year 10. Those are the years. And it's hard to go into another situation and have a ton of success. I hope he does. I just don't think it's a fit here. Was I on board with an Odell Beckham Jr. deal? Absolutely, still am. Why? Elite talent. He's worth the headache, worth the money, worth the temperament, worth the lack of leadership skills, worth all that. Des Bryant, unless he gets some of that temperament out of him, gets some of the the issues that he's had, solves those, then no, I don't think he's worth it. No, I don't think he's a fit with the Cincinnati Bengals. Up next on the Locked on Bengals podcast, well, I think I know who the Bengals are going to draft. I'll give you the name. I'll explain my logic next on the Locked on Bengals podcast.
0: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?
1: You know, the, the draft is, I mean, two weeks from now, we're going to know who the Bengals pick in round one, assuming they don't trade out or do something insane. Um, which, you know, trade back, I could see. But we're going to know who they pick. They're going to have added a player to the roster. And it, it'll be interesting to see who it is. Now, in my mind, I look at for some clues here. I look for some clues. Who do they show interest in? Last year, they showed interest in John Ross. Later in the year, our, our guy Joe Goodberry pointed that out today. And the guy who I've been on board with—you've heard me mention him on this podcast—and after I saw Katherine Terrell's tweet of ESPN yesterday, it just seems like a no-brainer. I'll read her tweet for you verbatim. He said the Bengals took. Uh, she said the Bengals took NFL draft prospect Mike McGlinchey to dinner tonight in downtown Cincinnati. The former Notre Dame tackle could be in play for the Bengals at 21, even after the trade for Cordy Glenn. I get it. It makes sense. And honestly, I would do it. I would do it because I think the Bengals' future guard position outside of Clint Bowling can be a... Trial by fire approach could be trial and error, however you want to say it. I've also heard Joe Goodberry say it multiple times on this podcast, the interior offensive lineman centers guards. You can find them in this draft. So if they obviously they need a center, but guard wise, they could do that. You've heard my logic on wanting a center with the forty-sixth pick or on day two, first pick of day two. I think that's where the value is. That comes back to my value discussion of a few minutes ago. That being said, Mike McGlinchey, aren't many tackles in this draft. I think that he would have been in play at 12, but they wouldn't have felt comfortable there with him. They would have wanted the trade back. They've done that. They've added a left tackle. Now you put Mike McGlinchey in at right tackle. You draft a center in round two or three, and boom! We're talking about a completely revamped offensive line, a lot like what Minnesota did last year where they ended up in the conference championship game. A lot like Minnesota did last year with a quarterback comparable to Andy Dalton. A lot like Minnesota did last year with a running game with two different backs. A running game that probably, honestly, after the kid from Florida State went down, probably not as talented as the Bengals' running backs are. So in my mind, you want to revamp the O-line. You want to really change things and turn your weakness into a strength. If Mike McGlinchey's there at 21, they've met with him three times. I think this is the pick. I think that's what they do. I think they run to the podium. I think they get it done. I don't think they consider trading back. I think they do that. They put him at right tackle, and boom! Just like that, the guys we were worried about future-wise, Jake Fisher, Cedric Abuehi, well, they're backups now. And they've played a decent amount, and they're pretty solid backups, if you ask me. Then you find your center probably at 46 maybe use some of those picks and trade up from 46 to 38 to get your guy that's how you remake the offensive line another guy that I think will be in play Isaiah Wynn but right now I think Mike McGlinchey is the pick if if he is there at 21 the Bengals value tackle more than they do guard we've seen that multiple times I think That'll be the case in the draft. I think that'll be case in 13 days when the Bengals are on the clock. By the way, I'll be at Dickman's in Northern Kentucky. I'll be there from 9 to 11, broadcasting live with 700 WLW. Come say hi. I'll probably get there on 8, 830. Come say hi. Let's uh, have a beer together, etc., and uh, chat about the Bengals and who they draft. I'm James Rapine. Uh This was quick. This was to the point. I tried to give you a lot of info in a short amount of time. But tomorrow's show, Saturday special, Joe Goodberry, can't wait, I'm talking to him later tonight, a late night episode, it'll drop tomorrow morning, and uh, I can't wait to chat with him. So, if you're listening to this on your way home on Friday, or heck, if you're listening to this and it's Saturday, there's an episode up right now, a conversation with Joe Goodberry about the draft, about Eric Reed, about my... Thoughts on Mike McGlinchey, and so much more. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast at